Today's daf is daf nun vav, page 56 in Sukkah. And we pick up on the two lines from the bottom of nun hei Bay's 55b, as we wrap up yesterday's daf. Okay. We have the place, two lines from the bottom, the kolon ubechiluk lechem aponim vechulu. The Mishra says that when it comes to the division, the dividing, the splitting up of the lechem haponim, the Mishmarais all took part as long as it was on a regal. Okay? If regal falls out on Shabbos, and he had the Lechem Abanim, so everybody there, uh, all the Mishmarais were there on Yom Tif, and everybody got from the Lechem Abanim. Okay, here we go. Bottom line on Nonehamad based on Rabban of the Rabbis, Dorn Soshuimi, Naim, Shikom, Mishmarish, Shavis, Bechilak, Lechem Abanim. How do we know that everybody who's there in the base of Mikdash, all 24 watches, get a piece of the Lechem upon him? We now turn to today's Daf, Daf Nun Vav Amadalev, says the Gemara Talmud Laimar. The Torah says, Chelek, Chelek, Yoy Chelu. Chelek, a portion, Chelek, like the portion, Yoy Chelu, they should eat. What does that mean? Chelek, Avhoida, the same way, each Mishmar, each watch had a part of the Avhoida, some bigger, some smaller, true. <coughs> but everybody ultimately had a uh, had a part in the Avaidah. So too they divided with they split up with the parts that were allowed to be eaten. Okay, Umayachila. What parts are eaten? What are we referring to? How do you know what's referring to Lachimapana? Yeah. Maybe it's referring to eating the karbanas. No, can't be. It can't be that they divided it because the Pesach says that whoever was Makrabit, whichever Kayan was Makrabit, that's the Kayan that got it. So it wasn't div- split up and divided equally. So what does it mean? Kechele, kechele, kechele. Which thing was eaten, yet the Avodah is not particularly handed over to one Kayan? Ela lachem haponim. It's referring to the lachem haponim. Beautiful. Okay. Now, says the Gemara. Yachol, I might think, even carbonis that didn't need to be brought on the rego but were brought anyway during that time. Everybody splits it equally. Except for that which was sold by the Avais, by the ancestors, by the forefathers. What does that mean? What do we see where the, um, the, our ancestors... Uh, were able to be meicher to each other, that they sold to each other. Now this is referring to the ancestors of the Kayhanim. What did they share and give over to each other? Ani b'shabati I'll get my week and you get your week. Memela. Um, uh, everything else is, uh, everything that's brought during that week is going to be included in this agreement. So if somebody were to show up and bring a carb on that week, Everybody agrees that whichever Mishmar, whose week it was, is going to get it. Despite the fact that it's, that it's Yom Tifs, everybody's there anyway. No, whoever's Mishmar it is, gets that. The only thing they divide are the specific extra Yom Tif Abayis. Beautiful. Okay. Two dots. We are now seven lines from the, uh, seven or eight lines from the top of Nunvav Amaral. Ba'atzeres on Shavuos, Aymer loy Heilach. On Shavuos... We say to him, Heilach, take it. Okay? Now, what is that referring to? So if you look back on where... We're not going to immediately focus on this in the Mishnah. If you look back on Nunhei Amad Beis, two lines into the Mishnah, 
um, the Mishnah had said that um, on Shavuos, the Kayin who would give out the various parts would uh, would say, Heilach, you get matzah, you get chametz. Meaning there were some matzah and some chametz. Everybody got some portion, some part. But some people, you know, but uh, here's the matzah or here's the chametz. Meaning either referring to the lechem aponim or the shtei halechem. Here we go. Zokti Gemara Edmar, we learned amongst the Amirayim. Rav Omar, Rav says, when you sit down in your sukkah to make a bracha, Sukkah v'archegach zman. First you make the bracha of leishev basukkah, right? After Kiddush, you're going to make a baripriyah gofen and mekadesh Yisrael v'hazmanim. And then there's two more brachas, a leishev basukkah and shechiyonu. Which one comes first? Says Rav, first you make a leishev basukkah and then you make the zman. Okay, we'll see why in a moment. Rabbi Barbachana Omar, Rabbi Barbachana says, no, zman, first you make the shechiyonu. And then you make the leishev bazuka. Yeah, like you say when you sit on gum. Leishev bazuka. Rav Omar Sukkah Barakach Zman. Rav says first sit in the sukkah. You first make a leishev bazuka. And then shechiyuni. Why? Because that which is an obligation specific to the day comes first. Leishev bazuka is specific to sukkah. Shechiyonu is said more than just on sukkahs. Okay, it's not specific to sukkahs. So whichever bracha is more specific has priority, which makes sense. You know why? Because actually, in Hilchas brachas, this is how it works. This is how it works in Hilchas brachas. If you have a choice to make two brachas, you have an apple and you have a cup of water. Which one bracha do you make first? Aha, uh-huh, eight. Why? It's more specific. The bracha of shahakol, the shakol, everything is made by the word, by the mouth of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, everything by, it's a general blessing. Ha'etz is a tree, specific. A blessing that is specific takes precedent over one that's not specific. And therefore over here, says Rav, one that's, the, the bracha of Leishe Basukah, that's specific to Sukkot, is more chashev than the shachiyana, which is not specific to Sukkot. Rabbi Rabbi says, no, first Shechiyonu, and then the bracha of Sukkot. Why? Right? We're familiar with this, and that is the Shechiyonu that's said on multiple Yomim Taivim and various times. So it's more commonly made, and therefore something that's more commonly made, um, that blessing is going to come first. Sukkot is only on Sukkot. It's limited. Memela, it's going to have to wait until... The Shehechiyonu is done. That is the Machlekas between Rav and Rabba Barbar Khan. Okay, beautiful, beautiful explanation. Here we go. Now the Gemara is going to get into whether this Machlekas, early Amairam, between Rav and Rabba Barbar Khan, is also a Machlekas amongst Tanoim. Let's say the Machlekas in Rav and Rabba Barbar is already a Machlekas Tanoim. Between Beishamai and Beishillel. Now, usually when we find Beishamai and Beishillel, who do we pass him like? Beishillel, right? Usually. So, with that in mind, let's start reading. Ditanu Rabbana, because the rabbis lined and so should Okay. Let's discuss some disputes between Beishamai and Beishillel when it comes to the halachos of Seuda, the laws of eating meals. Okay. Beis Shammai, Beis Shammai says 
Mevarech al hayoyim. The first bracha that you make when reciting Kiddush is Mevarech al hayoyim. You're going to make a Mekadesh HaShabbos, let's say. Right? You're sitting down Friday night and you have a Hagafen and the blessing of the day. Mekadesh HaShabbos. On Yom Tif, it's going to be Hagafen and Mekadesh Yisrael Vazman. So you have two brachas to make. Says Bishamai. First, Mavarech Aliyam. First, you say Mekadesh HaShabbos, let's say, for example. Then you make a bar pregaf. Ubeisol says, no. Like we do. What do we do? First, you make Mavarech Aliyayin. First, you make. Baruch Adashem Lekin Umelech Ha'ilam Bairei Priyagofen Baruch Yeah, Bavachach Mubarech Halayon Then you make the bracha of Mekadesh HaShabbos Okay, and that's what we do by our Kiddush Another Machlekes As far as Hilchah Se'udah Beishami Yom Bishabi says Mubarech Halayon Viachach Mubarech Halayon Shehayon I'm sorry, this is just an explanation Beishami says First you make the Yom and then the Yayon Shehayon Garon Liyayon Liyavad You know why the day comes before the Hagafen? Because why are you making Hagafen in the first place? Because it's Shabbos because it's Yom Tif. So you got to recognize first that it's Shabbos and Yom Tif before you even introduce the wine. Because the wine is only here due to it being Shabbos and Yom Tif. So what's the Iker? What's the main blessing to make here? The Yom. That's the logic for Beishamai. No, first you make a Hagofen. And then the Mekadesh HaShabbos, or Mekadesh HaVazmanim. Why? Shehayayin gairim lekidusha shetomar. Because we're, according to Rashi, Rashi says that Beis Hill's opinion is, if you don't have wine, you're not allowed to make Kiddush. Okay? Now, um, the, just to notice that we know there are those who have a minog to make Kiddush on other things as well. Um, and Bishas Atchak, as a plan B, you can't. So over here, when it says we don't have wine, you can't have Kiddush, what it means over here is if you don't have anything to make Kiddush on, you can't make Kiddush, okay? So the Yayin is Garim, the Kiddush HaShatayim, our Dabar Acher, or you could say, Birchas Yayin Tadira. Hagafen, you can make any day of the week. Or Birchas Yayin Tadira. And the blessing of the day, you can't make any day of the week. You can't make a Makadish HaShabbos on a Tuesday. And therefore, Tadr B'Shein Tadr, Tadr Kaidim. And therefore, Tadr B'Shein Tadr, Tadr is Kaidim. Okay, so let's get into this Machlekes. Beishamai says that when you have Bar Piragofen, and Makadish HaShabbos, which one comes first? HaShabbos, because, because the wine is only here because of the day. And first the day came, first the Shabbos, and then you're gonna, then you, the, the wine shows up for Kiddush. So you make Makadish HaShabbos, then the wine. Beishel says, no, Beishel says you make a Bar Piragofen, and then Makadish HaShayim. Two reasons brought down. First of all, because you need, you can only make Kiddush if it's on something. So we first make a blessing on that something. And the second reason brought down is because of Tadir, the She'enai Tadir, Tadir Kaidim. Okay, now, why did we bring down this Machlokas? Between Beishamai and Beishel? Because we want to connect it to our original Machlokas between Rav and Rabba Barbar Khana, um, whether you first make a Leishe Basukah or Shachiyana. Now let's connect the two disputes. Let's say Rav holds like Beishamai. According to Rav, first you're going to make the bracha of Leishe Basuka, and then you're going to make a Shechionu. Because Leishe Basuka talks about the day, right? And then the Shechionu, which is not specific that day. And Rav Barbachana is going to follow, uh, follow Beishilo. Because he says 
first you make the Shechianu. Why do you first make a Shechianu before Leishe Basoka? What do we say? Because Shechianu is Tadr Vesheinai Tadr Tadr Kaidim. Shechianu is made on, on, multi, on many Yom Taivim. So it's more common. So let's, maybe the two disputes are going hand in hand. Now, remember we pointed out that when you have a Machlaikas Vatim, Beishami and Beisol, who do we usually pass with? Beishilo, right? According to our explanation right now, who does Rav end up like? Beishamai. So Rav's going to want to wiggle out of this. He doesn't want to end up with Beishamai. Okay? Says the Gemara. I don't know if he doesn't want to end up like Bishamay, but he doesn't want to only end up like Bishamay. Let's say that, you know. Rav Rav's going to say, I know that I'm your field of Basila. Like if you follow Basila, I'd come like I'm your Basila. I'm your Basila. I'm your Basila. Maybe Basil says that when it comes to Baraburagofen and Ayyim, the Yayim is dependent on the Hagofen, and that's why the Hagofen comes first. But when you have Leshe, Basukha, and Shechianu, are those two blessings dependent? No. Ema, Avol Hacha, but by the Shechianu and the Leshe, Basukha, Ilav's man, Mila, Amrina, Sukha. You still make a lady of a without a shechianu. One's not dependent on the other. And therefore, maybe Basilo would taka say that, that one bracha comes before, that uh, the bracha of, um, the bracha of Leishe Basuka can come after Zman. Rabbi is going to say, I'm not damn your field of Don't even squeeze me into Basil. Yeah, granted, we usually pass like that, but you know something? I, I, I could follow everybody over here. Yeah, I could follow, I could follow even Beishama. You know why? Beishamai says that first you make the, uh, the yaim and then you make the wine. Why? Because what, what's more important? The, the yaim. And that's why I'm bringing wine in the first place, because I'm making Kiddush. And also because what comes first? First it's Yom Tif, and then you're making Kiddush. So you're going to mention the day first. But over here, by Sukkah and Shechianu, Ilav sukkah, milay amrina zman, beautiful svara. Yeah, let's say you're not sitting in your sukkah on the first night of sukkah. Yeah, let's say, remember we learned that, that if a person's mitzvah, person especially, uh, um, particularly on the first night of sukkah, one is supposed to be careful to only eat in the sukkah. But what if, what if you were chased out? And we don't have that opportunity. So a person's going to make the kiddush inside their house. You're going to make kiddush inside your house. Are you going to make a leishe basukkah? No, you're not sitting in a sukkah. Are you going to make a Shechianu? Yeah. So you see from here that Shechianu and the Leishe Basukah are completely independent on each other. Period. Bottom line is, bottom line, the Machlekas in Rav and Rav Abrahana and the, about Leishe Basukah and Shechianu is separate from the Machlekas in Beishami and Beisillel about whether you first make the Hagafen and the Yaim. Which one of those comes first? Two separate Machlekas. Period. Done. Okay. Tanan. We learned in a Mishnah. Tanan. We learned in our Mishnah. What happens when you have Shavuos and Shabbos together? So the Kayan in charge would say, Hey, look, Matzah. Take the Matzah. Hey, look, Chametz. Take the Chametz. Says the Gemara, a beautiful question. Which one was said first? Which one does it seem the Kahanim took first? The matzah, which was the lechem aponim. Okay, the 12 matzah slash breads that were baked with the, uh, with the halachas of you. The word in Latin, 
So heilach matzah, first we're mentioning the matzah, then it says heilach chametz. Take the bread, that's referring to the two show breads, the, the two breads of shuvos. Now, Okay? On Shavuos, which one, stay alechem or lechem upon him? Which one over here is the Iker for Yamtiv? The 12 breads, the lechem upon him that were there every week, or the stay halechem, the two breads of Shavuos? Which one is there for Shavuos? The two breads. Okay? So that was the Chametz. The Matzah, meaning the. the the um, lechem upon him is tafel. It's secondary. It's not so important. Vikatani, but our Mishnah still says, Heilach matzah. First we mention the matzah, which seems to be less important. Heilach chametz. Take the chametz. So you see that something that's matzah, referring to the lechem upon him, which is there weekly, was handed out before the shtei halechem which is there for Shavuos. What you see from here is, what's more important? What's there for the day? Or what's more common? You see, Tadir v'she'enai Tadir, the 12 breads that are there weekly, were handed out first because they're more important than the two special breads of Shavuos. That's a question on Rav, to Yuv to the Rav. Because Rav previously said that the Chiyuv Hayyot, Whatever's there specific to the Yom Tif is more chashuv than tadir v'she'enoi tadir. Something, that svara, the logic of something that's here that's precious for Yom Tif is uh, overrides tadir. Says the Gemara, one second. So why in our Mishnah did we first say, take the matzah and then take the chametz? According to you, it should be take the chametz first. Because it's there for Shavuos. It must be tadir, it must be that Tadir overrides, and Rav is wrong. Rav, Rav's going to respond, Tanoihi, that there's no question on me, because granted that Mishnah follows, is from a Tana, but, I got my own Tanoim, backing me up. Titania, because we learned in the Bryce. Hey, look, Matzah. Hey, look, Chometz. Abishalimer, hey, look, Chometz. Hey, look, Matzah. Boom. <laughs> so, I got Abishal backing me up. He changed it around. So very nice, the mission's a question on me, but I got a ton of backing me up. So, Shalom Al Yisrael. I'm sticking to my guns. We don't paskin like Rav, who says that you make a leishi of a sukkah, and then, Shachyonu, Elazman v'achach sukkah. He says, no, wrong. First you make a leishi of a sukkah, and then Shachyonu. The hilchasa sukkah the achrakach zman. Halacha is you make a sukkah and first you make belishim a sukkah, and then you make a shachion. Okay, beautiful. Gavaldik. Period. End of that gemara. It's a fascinating, um, fascinating shaila to discuss with your local Orthodox rabbi about the second night of Sukkot, when we in Chutzla Aretz make a Shechianu, since it's only there as a suffix, perhaps the Leishev Basukkah, um, uh, there's, there's a whole shaila how this works, whether there's an Aftuina between the first night or, uh, or the second night. Very interesting shaila. Right, right. So I'm saying, so, yeah. That's right, that's what I'm pointing out, yeah. On the second night. 
On the second item. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Two dots. Period. End of that Gemara. Mishmar Shazmane Kavua Becholu Beshar Karbonet Sibor Whichever Mishmar whose week Yomtev fell out in um, So they got the regular Karbonet And um, anything else that was brought For that week Any other uh, Karbonet Sibor that were brought that week Says the Gemara Lasuye Mai What is that coming to include? Which other Karbonet that were there Karbonet Sibor Lasuye Parhelem Dover Shal Sibor Includes the Parhelem Dover of the Tzibor, Parlam Dovar is an unfortunate situation if Sanhedrin <coughs> gives a mistaken psak to Klal Yisrael and people f- that ends up with the Chiyav Kares and people follow that. So um, the, the halacha is that Klal Yisrael has to bring a Parhalam Dovar. And if that happens during that week, so the Kahanim of that specific Mishmar of the week get it as opposed to the other Kahanim of the other Mishmars. Says the Gemara. Um, and also, yeah, that uh, the uh, same situation except Sanhedrin made a mistake when it comes to something that's not a Vaidazar, it was allowed to be used, turns out it wasn't allowed to be used, so you bring Syria. Okay, and the, the Mishmar, the watch whose week it fell out on, they brought, they were Makar of all the Karbanas. What is that coming to include? Lasuye Kates Hamizbeach. This is coming to include the Kates Hamizbeach. Kates Hamizbeach means like the end of the Mizbeach eating. Here it's referring to the dessert of the Mizbeach, the extra, uh, the extra carbonus that were there to keep the Mizbeach going. That, w- that was done always. We didn't want to leave the Mizbeach empty. And therefore, any dessert carbonus of the Mizbeach went to the um, went to the Mishmar of that specific week. Period. End of the Gemara. We now touch on the next Mishnah, about uh, 12 lines from the bottom of Nun Vav Amar Aleph, and this is going to be our final Mishnah and Gemara for our Masechta. Here we go. Yom Tepasamach L'Shabbos. When you have a yomtiv that falls out, samuch l'shabbos, near Shabbos, okay? Now Rashi says, we're going to see that, we'll see, near Shabbos either going to mean Friday or Sunday, okay? That's how we're going to assume right now. It doesn't fall out on Shabbos, it falls out Friday or Sunday, okay? Bein l'fanel, bein l'acharel, hoyu kol v'shmar Shabbos b'chiluk lechem Anybody who was there, took part in splitting up the Lechem HaPanam. Now remember, 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 this is crucial for all this, all these Gemaras over the last two dot. All the Mishmaris came together on the Regolim. Right? All Mishmaris came together. What we said is that whichever Mishmar owned that week got the regular Karbanas, and all the other Mishmaris got parts of the extra Yom Avoda. Right? Okay. Now, Says the, says the Mishnah, if Yom Tif falls out right before Shabbos, right after Shabbos. So it's not really Yom Tif. Let's say it falls out on Sunday. Is it really Yom Tif, Shabbos? No. But all the Mishmaris are there because you can't travel. You have to be there before Shabbos. You're forced to be there before Shabbos. So you're going to be in the base of this before Shabbos. Right? So, because of that, and we'll see why in the Gemara 
you know, the fact that they needed to be there earned them this right. All of the mishmaris divided the lechem upon him, the 12 showbreads that were switched every Shabbos. Let's say there was one day in between. Let's say it started on a Monday, right? Mishmar, then Mishmar, whose time it was, they would get 10 out of the 12. And the ones that stayed and uh, hung around, they didn't get out fast enough, they would get the other two, the other Mishmar. But on a regular week, you know what would happen? As they switched Mishmaris, the one, the Mishmar coming in would take six, the one leaving would take six. The ones coming in would take seven, and the ones leaving would take five. Now keep in mind, notice this, because it's going to be very important for the Gemara. Notice that Rabbi Yehuda is not arguing on how many breads each Mishmar ultimately got. The Tanakhama says the Mishmar leaving took six, and the Mishmar coming in took six. Rabbi Yehuda says the Mishmar coming in took seven, and the Mishmar leaving took five. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the Mishmar that took seven, when they leave, how many are they getting? Five. What's seven plus five? Twelve. According to the Tanakhama, when you come in, you get six. When you leave, you get six. What's six plus six? Twelve. So just notice, very interesting. Also, the Gemara is going to touch on this, okay? Like, why Rabbi Yehuda is arguing about this, and, and what this stems from. But ultimately, everybody's in agreement how many chalas the Mishmar is going to ultimately get. The Machlekas is how to divide it and, and, and how to give it out and when it's given. Okay. The ones coming in to the Mishmar um, would split it up in the northern side. The ones leaving would be in the south side. Bilga, however, there was one Mishmar from the family of Bilga. I lost the place. I'm sorry. They always split up. They always had to stand in the south. We'll learn why. The Tabas um, that was kind of like for their cubby to keep things in place. Um, where the Avaida was done, the... Um, that uh, they weren't able to take it out. It was kavua. This was some sort of knas, some sort of fine. We're going to see, uh, which made it it ultimately made it harder for the for them to do the shechita. The chalayna stuma, and also its chalayn were open. Every uh, every mishmar had a cubby, a place where they would uh, set up, clean up, so on and so forth, and the um, uh, where they kept their stuff. And they didn't get their own private locker room. Yeah, they didn't have uh, access. Uh, the family of Bilo didn't have access to the locker room. Okay, says the Gemara. What does it mean that you that uh, Shab Yomta falls out either right before, right after Shabbos? Either if it means the first day Yomta falls out on Friday, and afterwards it means Sunday. It's not true. Shabbos Says regular Shabbos What does it mean? It means the last day of Yom Tif falls out on a Friday, so kind of the next week, right? Everybody's stuck. Is stuck. I mean, it's a schus to be there, but nobody's uh, nobody's able to leave. And Lacharel means when the first day of Yom Tif falls out on a Sunday. You see, even though it's not yet, yeah, Yom Tif, everybody had to be there. And Mamela, they would get a chelak of the lechem upon him. My timer. 
why would they get a part of the lechem upon them? The it's not your mishmar yet, right? So let's talk for a moment. Let's talk for a moment. You have usually the watch coming in and the watch leaving split the lechem upon. Okay, either six six or seven five. Okay, the same. Now, if Yom Tiv ends right before that Shabbos, uh, Yom Tiv ends on Friday, and you go right into Shabbos, so we said, oh, okay. So now all 24 Mishmaris get part of Lechem Apana. That's the Gemara. Why? You're done. It's not Yom Tiv anymore. You're done. Just because you're stuck there gives you a right to Lechem Apana, says the Gemara. Yeah. Since they need to stay in Yerushalayim, yeah. the Chachamim wanted it that the, um, you know, that the Kahanim would always be taken care of. Yeah, you don't, it's, it's beautiful midas. You know, beautiful midas. You don't just, if somebody's stuck there, and they're stuck in the house, yeah, they're stuck in the rainstorm, they're not going out, right? Whatever it is, you give them something. You're not necessarily getting as much, but Ephes, you get something. Period. End of that Gemara. Finishing off Amar Aleph right now. Chal Yoimechad. What happens if Yom Tif ended on a Thursday, or Yom Tif started on a Monday? Turn to Amar Beis. Here we go. Nun Vav Amar Beis. Ahani Tati Maya Vidatayu. Amar Beis. Ahani Tati Maya Vidatayu. The Mishnah had said that. According to Tanakama, the Kaihanim coming in took six out of the twelve lechem upon him, and the and the group leaving took six out of twelve. They split it up. They divided it equally. However, Rabbi Yehuda argues. Remember, we we pointed this out. Rabbi Yehuda says that when you come in, you get seven, and when you leave, you get five. Ultimately, what we pointed out when we read the Mishnah is everybody is getting twelve by the time they're done question is, do you get six when you come and six when you leave, or do you get seven when you come and five when you leave? Says the Gemara, why would Rabbi Yehuda give seven when you come in and five when you leave? Why not divide it equally, which is sensible, right? What is the svara? What is the logic that when you come in, you need seven loaves of bread, but when you leave, you only need two loaves of bread? Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak says, you know why when you come in you got seven loaves of bread? Because since when you come in you are going to end up closing the gates that the other Mishmar opened in the morning. So the Mishmar that opened in the morning you're kind of cleaning up their garbage so to speak. Yeah, That's, like, uh, that's what I say when I play ball with guys and I miss a shot. And my own teammate gets a rebound and puts it back in. I say, Shkoyach for cleaning up the garbage, right? I took the shot. You put the ball in play, yeah? And somebody else came and cleaned up the mess, right? So the, the Mishmar that was there working the whole time, they open the gates of the Beis HaMikdash. And then they leave. Seriously? You're not going to finish your job? Since the incoming group finishes the job of the outgoing groups, are kind of like as a car as a type that the outgoing group is giving to the incoming group for closing the gates for them, they give them the extra. Okay. Says the Gemara, V'neim alei dal bidal. Okay. Why don't, um, uh, why don't they say that 
everybody should just make an agreement, six and six, meaning when we close the gates for the group before us, we, all, we got six. So when you close the gate for us, we'll get six. Very nice at the car is a tayv, but you know, what goes around comes around, right? So you can still make everything equal. People want $100 now, then $150 later. Okay? People want $100 now, $100 later. Now, I'm not talking about investments. Rabiel, I'm not talking about investments right now. But what we're talking about is that there's, you can't, Okay, right. However you say it. But you can't live a life for tomorrow. You can't live for tomorrow. Right? People now, what are they? They're saving up, and then they're saving up, and then they're saving up, and then they're not here anymore to enjoy what they're saving up. Right? At a certain point, you have to use and appreciate and enjoy what's in front of you. Not to be a tippish. Not to be a fool. They say about Rabar and Cutler. They asked them if uh, they asked him what he thought about life insurance. So he said, anybody who buys life insurance doesn't have a moon on HaKadosh Baruch And anybody who doesn't buy life insurance is a fool. That's all he is, right? You want to say, oh, it's a lack of a moon. Hashem's going to take care of me. He says, fine, call it a lack of a moon. But if you don't buy it, you're a fool. <laughs> Call it what you want. Meaning, okay, you got to take it. You got you got to take what you have, right? right? You got to prepare for later in a chanami. You got to make sure. But at the same time, you you people would prefer it right now. That's the response. Wiser of Yehuda saying the incoming watch will take seven, as opposed to saying, "Oh, listen, we prefer to get six later." Huh? Listen, I prefer to instead of giving me six now, and I'll take seven now. Give me what's right in front of me. Beautiful. When it comes. To the to everything that goes along with the carbon musaf, anything um, there were parts of it that were burnt, parts of it that were not burnt, the skins, things of that sort. It was divided amongst the kaihanim. Okay, Mesve, that's a challenging question. Mishmara hayotzei, I said, Mishmara hayotzei's the mishmar that's leaving their job in the base hamikdash. Osa tamet shal shachar and musafim. They performed the Tamat Shal Shachar and the Musaf of Shabbos. Mishmar and Echnazes, I said, Tamat Shabbin Arbayim, Uvazichin. The man coming in did Tamat Shabbin Arbayim, and they did the Vazichin, the Lavaina, the frankincense in the afternoon. But we didn't mention anything about the Karba Musaf being split up. Now, if it's not split up, it must be, it's going to go to the watch, the Mishmar that's leaving. It says, But why do we say it gets divided? Answer the Gemara. It doesn't mean it's not split up. He just wasn't talking about things that are split up. Okay? In other words, in other words, big said, another big said in life, another big uh, important thing to keep in mind. When somebody talks and says something, sometimes we get a little too observant. Get too observant. We start trying to infer things. If they didn't mention this, it's because they purposely didn't mention it and they don't like that and then and they don't that. that Relax, relax. Yeah, nobody. It, it, it just wasn't the conversation right now. It wasn't the conversation, but you don't need to get uh, get so excited about the fact that we didn't uh, mention the uh, the Musaf. Omar Rava, Rava says, 
One second. We taught in the yeshiva of Shmuel, which was talking about things that were divided. It says, It points out that certain things were divided, and it does not mention the parts of the Karba Musaf. The ton of the Beishmuel, where do you see this? Because it was taught in the yeshiva of Shmuel. Mishmara hayaitzes, the mishmar that is completing their job, the watch that is completing their job, osa tamid shal shachar They performed, they did, the tamid shal shachar and the karbam mosuf, which seems in totality, in its entirety. Mishmara hanechneses, and then the incoming mishmar, osa tamid shal bein They did the tamid shal bein arbayim, as well as the bazichin, which is the spoons for the levayna. And how was it done? Four kahanim would come in. Two of the kahanim were from the mishmar that was leaving. And two of the kahanim were coming from the mishmar that was coming in. And they split up the lechem upon him. Okay, so we're dealing with things that are divided now. It doesn't mention that the Musaf's divided. It just mentions that the... Um, it just mentions that... Um, they would split up the lechem upon him. It doesn't say anything about the karba musuf tiyufta de Rav Yehuda, which is an upslag on Rav Yehuda. Because over here you see it, taka is not divided. According to Rav Yehuda, it says it is divided. Gemara says tiyufta. You're right. Rav Yehuda is wrong. It's wrong, and it must be that we do not divide the parts of the carbon musuf. Period. Two dots. We have another short Gemara over here. We're now about five lines before it gets wide on Nunvav Amud Beis. Gemara says, Bilga, uh, I'm sorry, I skipped. Says the Gemara, Nachnasim Chokin Batsafim. The Mishmar that was coming in, they took their parts in the northern side of the room. The rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. Nachnasim Chokin Batsafim. The watch that was starting the Avodah, they were coming in. They took their part, they split up Lechem upon him, but in the northern side. Why? So that it would be clear that they were starting. We wanted, why, in other words, the Gemara is saying, why did we have like color war? Why did you need it to be a dodgeball game where you have one team on one side, one team on the other side? Says Gemara, we want it to be clear who's starting the Avaida. It was very important. That uh, that it was noticeable who the new bosses were, right? It's it was important for the mishmar that was finishing to see they're done, and it was important for the mishmar coming in to see for themselves that they're now in charge, right? One of the most difficult things that you have whenever you have leadership is the transition of power. Is how you know somebody's in a job, somebody else taking their job. When when do I when did I finish? When's he starting? You got a new rabbi. You got a new CEO. Uh, what's the, well, how's the transition happening? So we purposely showed when the outgoing group is here. You're now the outgoing group. You're going to be on this side. You're the incoming group. You're the new bosses around. You're now the ones in, responsible for the Beis HaMikdash. This way there was absolute clarity, not only to people in the Beis HaMikdash, but to the Kaihanim themselves. It's big, uh, very important message of, uh, of, of this Gemara. Okay. All right, now the Gemara in our beautiful Masechta ends off with a very unfortunate 
incident that took place, but explains our Mishnah. And the Mishnah had said, Bilga la'aylam chaylakas bedar. The family of Bilga, they were penalized, they were fined, and they always had to divide uh, their lechem upon him in the southern side. Okay. Now, remember the outgoing ones usually were in the south. So the south side shows you're not all that. Right? The outgoing ones were being given a message. You go to the south. Why? Because you're not in charge anymore. The family of Bilga was always put in the south. Which means we had a message to them that we're not so happy with, yeah, it's your mishmar, but we're not so happy. Let's talk about this. Tanur Rabbanon, the rabbis learned, and so should we. Maisa Miriam Bas Bilga. There was a story with Miriam, who was the daughter from the family of Bilga. Shehemira Dosa. She became, she was Amira Dosa. Amira, she rebelled Dosa against the religion. Vaholcha Venises, and she went and uh, intermarried. She intermarried with a leading officer who was part of the Greek royalty. When the Greeks, by the story of Hanukkah, entered the Beis HaMikdash, they're here to destroy the Beis HaMikdash. And who's with them on their team? Nebuch. Nebuch. Yeah? A Yiddish Medal. And a Jewish woman. She went up. She was from the family of Kahanim. And she went up on top of the Mizbeach, the Umrah, and she said, Lucas, Lucas, wolf, wolf. How much are you going how much time are you going to take to use up the finances of Klau Yisrael? You're going to sit here, the Jewish people are using their finances to bring their sacrifices on top of you. Yeah? And this whole thing's a scam. You're just using up the you're just using up their finances. And they've given you everything. And now when the Jewish people are suffering, you, this altar, this Mizbeach, obviously she's talking about the mitzvah of Karbanais and the HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who the Karbanais are offered to, you're not standing up for them. When the Chachamim heard that she did such a thing, Kavu es Tabata, they took the ring that was used to help with the Shechita, the Sosmu es Chalayna, and they closed up the chalain, they closed up the window, their special locker room. They didn't have, you know, their own space to keep their stuff. Because of this one story of this woman, Miriam, the daughter of Bilga, from there on forth, after the story of Hanukkah, when we ultimately defeated the Greeks, from, th from then on, the whole family was penalized. Gemara is going to discuss this. You know, it seems to be like, come on, right? So, so let's keep going. The Yeshimer, and some say, It wasn't, it wasn't uh, because of one person, Miriam Bas Bilga, who did this. There was a problem with the Bilga family. And that is, they were chronically late to the Avaidah. 
And what ultimately happened is when you're late, other people need to take your job and, uh, and do it for you. Okay? And Mamela, they always caused the other Mishmaris to have to work harder. Okay, now there's a big site here. There's a big foundation. And that is that is a, an important idea. And it's not only about coming late. It's, it's one of the, uh, you know, that could be a issue that does crop up. But when somebody, if, if somebody comes late a couple times to something, okay, so you can have reasons. But there's some people who, when it's constant, and you have a valid excuse for constantly being late, every day there's another reason, whatever, ultimately what that shows is you don't care enough. You don't care enough. Because if there's so many things that ultimately get in your way of coming on time, you're not machshib what's happening here. You're not prioritizing. This is not important to you. So basically the message we're giving to Bilga's family is if you don't care enough to come on time, then, and this is not chashub to you, so go stand in the south. That's it. This job is being given to people who respect the job. You want to be in charge? You want to be in the north? <laughs> Behave like it. If you're not going to be like that, we're, so it's going to be in the south. Okay. Says the Gemara. And even though, usually, to live around people who do the wrong thing, you don't gain. The other Mishmaris that covered for Bilga and were her neighbors, you know, around the same watch, they ended up gaining. Yeshevav always, even when they were leaving, they always got to stand in the north. Because that was the prominent one, and whenever Bilga was late, Yeshevav stood, uh, took their place and stayed longer when necessary. So they, they were zeicheh to be in the north. Okay, one second. If you're going to say that the whole Mishmar was chronically late, we understand. We understand why there was a fine, there was a penalty for the entire Mishmar, why they always had to stand in the south. We had to give a general message. But according to the opinion that it was one lady who went to marry the Greek royal officer and kicked the Mizbeach. Because one lady did this from the family, you're going you're gonna, to uh, fine and penalize the whole family. Amar Abaye, Abaye says, in Amri Inchi, Shusa Dianuka Bishuka Oi Davua Oi Diime. When you hear a kid talking in the marketplace, we're not talking about adults. We're not talking about people who live outside the home, because people pick up things from outside the home as well. But when you hear a kid talking a certain way in the marketplace, you know that they picked it up from the father or they picked it up from the mother. Meaning, if a girl from Bilga's family could do this, it must be that when she saw her own parents going out to the Beis HaMikdash, it was like, Ay, Ay, it's our turn to serve in the Beis HaMikdash. Like, I need to go to Shul. Never. Like, I, you know, I have to go to... It must be that's where, that's where she was getting it from. To put this in a little bit of a humorous twist, uh, when I was living in Eretz Yisrael, so uh, I, uh, I had a tkufa where I was going to a, a Mesilas Yasharim shir on Tuesday nights from Rabbi David Orlovsky. Who's got a beautiful sense of humor, and uh, so he had a, he had a line where he says, "You know, there's there's all types of kids, you know, and you, you learn a lot from kids about what goes on in their home." He says, "Some kids, you know, they the three years old, they walk up to you, they start flicking their deck of cards, 
you know, handing it out. Eh? Like, all right, you see what's going on in that house. You see, uh, you see the type of people that hang out there. But he says, other kids, ah, three, four years old, they walk around. Every time they see a towel, they put it over their head. They wrap it like a talis, right? Says, you know what that tells you? The father doesn't go to shakras. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, no, the kids are watching us. They, they, uh, they pick up what's going on. That's what Abai explains. Abai says, listen, you're right, it was a one-person incident, but that one incident really represented an attitude of the whole family. Says the Gemara, But still, isn't it her own private home? Why does that represent the whole uh, family of Bilga? Amar Abaye, so Abaye continues on his answer, and he says, yeah, taka, kachava. This is how it was. The family of Bilga just Pasha did not respect it, and that was, and he says, oi l'rasha, oi l'shcheinai. Woe to a Russia, woe to the Shachin. Which is, which is, sometimes, I'm not going to call it collateral damage so much, but basically, you got to make sure that the people in your environment are doing the right thing. Doing the right thing, and if you're not ensuring that the that the, the people in your avida of the base amikdash doing the right thing, so there's an accountability in that. and as we know, it's good for a tzaddik. It's good for his neighbors. The more we surround ourselves and make ourselves people who others can surround themselves with, how fortunate we are. Tell the righteous people that it's good and they will eat the fruit of their actions. Mazel tov. Mazel tov to everybody who finished the Masechta. And Bezas Hashem. Tomorrow we will pick up uh, same time, 6.15 Central um, uh, with uh, Masechta's Beitzah. Hopefully we're not going to be here. Hopefully we'll be in Yerushalayim. But if we're not, we're going to keep the same time. Bezas Hashem. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.